0: Everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I am here with a great spiritual leader, uh, Laura. She has to be spirit led to be able to put up with me for all these many oh, years.
1: Great uh, truth you are speaking. Barry. Great revelation <laughs>
0: truth. We are on podcast number ninety eight, Laura. We are, and I think you've been on about um, at least eighty eight of them with Perhaps, me. You think yeah, so? Uh, we've had uh, yeah, we've, we've had a couple, had a of few guests. Yeah. Uh, Ryan on the other side of the camera here. He's been on a few podcasts, uh, uh, different ones. We had Shekinah Glory. Mm-hmm. Let's do a little let's do a little looking back. Shekinah Glory, Chris <laughs> Musgrove, Craig Sloan, Craig Hagen. Who else Grams. did we have? The Cl- Cliff and Christy Graham yeah. individually. I had my parents on yeah. here. Wow. You know, this is just solid quality spiritual entertainment that you get on a weekly basis now on Wednesdays is when these podcasts drop because we want to give you that midweek uh, little boost, uh, boost of yes. faith uh, to keep you uh, going or whenever you watch them I'm sure and hope they are a blessing to you uh, Laura this is uh, this is an unprecedented time we've been living in um, I, uh, I I don't necessarily keep up with the with the world's news but I have mm-hmm. seen a couple of uh, things uh, you know, across my phone, that said, um, you know, there's some stuff going on uh, between Russia and the Ukraine. Um, a lot of things, a lot of people concerned, a lot of a lot of people praying. Uh, we were in a conference last week, and they were talking about how the Ukraine is really a, a, a powerfully Christian yeah. nation with ministers, spiritual hub, a spiritual in Europe. love that,
1: and sending out. I think they've sent out more ministers in Europe that were trained in Ukraine and and they've been sent out uh, spreading the gospel message and preaching. So there's a lot of spiritual, you know, things that are kind of going on.
0: Yeah. Super interesting. And uh, obviously when things like this occur in the world, you know, you got all these, um, probably a lot of them are excellent. You know, the end time Bible teachers and, they bring to light again, as they have so well over the years, uh, the biblical applications and context of what's happening where in the world. And we follow a, a minister, Joe Morse, um, and he does a lot of these kind of things and updates and teachings. Uh, really, an anointed uh, minister in those areas. But you know, I quoted the other day. I think it's Matthew uh, chapter 24. twenty-four. I don't remember the chapter, but it. it, it <coughs> excuse me. It says it. Jesus said that in these last days, yeah. there's going to be wars, and there's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to yeah. be all kind of crazy stuff Pestilance, going on. I said, yeah, pestilence. Uh, so don't be
1: surprised. Yeah,
0: all this stuff that you and I have been experiencing, you know, we look at things in the natural, and we think, oh, this is just normal governments, and there's always been, no, there's there's not always been what's been in the last hundred years. This is a, an an unprecedented time of Bible prophecy fulfillment. And, you know, the point is, Laura, we're living in the last of the last days. You know, the Lord gave me a word, I think, last year, and I preached. um, it. Basically, the Lord kind of gave me a spiritual insight, and I saw a veil. And I saw the veil was between this natural... uh, uh, dispensation of time that we live in. You look at your watch, you see 24 hours in a day. And the other side of the veil was eternity. And the Lord just, bam, just ministered to my spirit in a powerful way and said the veil of time or the veil between time and eternity is yeah. so thin right now yeah. that you, it's literally going to be like one step that you and yeah. I take, and we're going to be in eternity. Yeah, We're going to be in, uh, you know, what the Bible describes as initially the thousand year reign of Jesus yeah. on this earth. Yeah. Everybody's ready to go to heaven, but guess what? You're going to go to heaven in the rapture, then you're going to be your behind right back here yeah. with the Lord yep. for his thousand year or what yeah. we call millennial reign yeah. and jesus oh boy i'm about ready to, shh, to run around this table again do over jesus is going to actually show us what yes. government looks like yeah because if let me tell you if how you're it out there should
1: have been done if god was in control oh of now you're going to go ahead and open up that little can of
0: worms <laughs> you're going to try to get all you know
1: satan is the god of this world right now and we see how things are playing out mm. But when we're back on this earth with a thousand year reign, we're going to see how it would look like if God was actually in control. Oh,
0: man, Laura, that statement never grows old. That is so unbelievably powerful. And just to reiterate, when Jesus comes back, theologically, church, we're in the dispensation of the church age. Folks, you got to know this. You got to know where you are in time and history. You know, you got all these different. dispensations or, uh, you know, ages, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but in this last 2000 years, we're in the age of the church yeah. or some people call it the age of grace. And it's where the church is here to carry out the, 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 the mandates of what God gave to the church in yeah. evangelizing the world, you know, uh, prayer, all those things that listen in the book of Acts. And if you don't know where you are in time, we're getting ready. We're literally, we have almost one foot through the door. Yeah, where we're crossing over into that next dispensation. Which, if you follow end times events or whatever you believe about Scripture, we believe the church is going to be raptured. Then the tribulation is going to occur. Uh, you know that seven year period or whatever, three and a half years, and then there's going to be peace supposedly, and then the whole thing's going to fall apart at the end of that seven years. Uh, and the devastation that will take place mm-hmm. is going to be so catastrophic. It, it basically, the scripture says, if, if people, men's hearts are going to fail them for yeah. fear. You're just, people are just going to be dropping dead on mm-hmm. the street because of the chaos that is happening during that, that time period. Um, but after that seven year period, Laura, Jesus is coming back again Yeah. Another time, yeah. or what we'd call his second coming. Yeah. There's going to be the great white throne judgment. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the, the world's going to be judged as to right. whether they were, you know, saved or not. Yeah. Then he they're going to you know go to their respective places. Jesus is going to set up a brand new government. It ain't going to be a democracy. It's going to be a theocracy. Glory to God. <laughs> Theo being uh, not not the guy from the 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 Cosby Show. Theo meaning one. <laughs> God and yeah. He's going to be running this thing on the earth. Yeah. It's going to be the most purest and perfect form of government that has ever existed because it will be God's government established on this physical earth. Yeah. Glory to God. You and I are going to be ruling and reigning. Somebody just said this the other day. They said, uh, uh, Jesus, when He sets up His kingdom, you and I are going to be ruling physically as kings in the earth. Romans five seventeen 17 says, uh, uh, those that have received the abundance of grace and gift of righteousness shall reign as kings in life yeah. by Christ Jesus. That is a spiritual ruling and reigning. Mm. You and I have spiritual, if you don't know this today, you have a spirit, if you're born again, you have a spiritual authority in you now in the form of God or Christ in you, you have a spiritual dominion. That's why Jesus came to restore that back to humankind. But when Jesus comes back and sets up his physical government here on the earth, you and I are gonna be a part of that. Yeah, You are gonna be a part of that, yeah. right? You're gonna be ruling yeah. and reigning with him, amen. I love what the scripture says, he's the king of kings. Mm. Come on somebody, Good. if I had a towel, I'd have to throw it right now, <laughs> amen. We are the. He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yeah. We we are going to be ruling and reigning with Jesus. People, Laura, with this worldly mentality, it's sad. It it bothers me deeply. It's it's one of the things that I think you and I are called to, to to help to to serve and build. Uh, and that is the church has such a worldly mindset. You know, somebody said ignorantly years ago that ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss because you and I not knowing those few things that I just described and having an understanding that God's plan is being finalized here on this earth, the church yeah. is being raptured, all that stuff. The fact that we don't know and understand that, and more importantly, walk in the light of it, it's we're worldly. The church has a worldly mindset. We are concerned. Pers-
1: We've lost perspective. We've
0: lost the heart of God. Of of
1: where we are, what we're called to do, who we are. You know, last week we were in uh, meetings for the entire week, and um, something that was spoken um, from the pulpit, and and it's something that's been stirring within me, and it said, there's a heaven to gain, and there's a hell to shun. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's a lot of talk about hell like there used to be, you yeah. know, and, and and maybe it wasn't done right in days of all, yeah, you know, yeah. scaring the, you know, bejesus out, out, out of people, <laughs> but, but the fact of the matter is, is there is a hell to shun. Hmm. Hell is a very real place. Hmm. And I get concerned when I see the church that we're so caught up in, you know, it, like, we've got to be ministered to. Our needs have got to be met. We're dealing with sickness. We're dealing with oppression. We're dealing with, you know, oppression. And our, our kids are this. And it's just, you know, it's always about, like, us having to focus on, you know, our family or what's going on in the world. Or we get so distracted. But we can't lose sight that there are people that are around us that are in our lives, that are family members to us, people that we love and that we know that once they die, if they have not received Christ into their heart, they will go to hell. Mm. And we just, we can't lose that eternal perspective. You know, I think about when we are raptured, when the church is taken out of here and during that time of tribulation, it's like, I don't want, I mean, that's, you know, not hell, but that's close to hell. And I'm like, I don't want Anybody that I know, that I love, that I care about, that I come across, I don't want them having to go through that and their mm. hearts to fail them because of the fear that they're living mm. in. And perhaps they won't even have a chance then to receive Christ in their heart before some catastrophe, mm. you know, breaks out. And I just, you know, you're talking about the worldly mindset. There's, there's so much in this world nowadays that has distracted us from the true gospel message, because really the gospel message is simple. You know, it's like we make things so complicated, but it's simple. Mm. But the devil, who is the God of this world, has really done a masterful job at creating, you know, the smoke screens and the distractions and the, um, you know, exciting opportunities for people to get involved in that perhaps are good things but if they take you from the main thing, it's mm. not a good thing. Oh, God! You know, I, I read in, in prayer the other day talking about Mary and Martha, and mm. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. Mm. And Martha, she was doing good things. I mean, she was serving. She was preparing. She was getting everything ready for Jesus. You know, and then she got annoyed because her sister's just in there sitting at the feet of Jesus receiving from him and said, like, Lord, like, tell my sister to get her behind up and come help me. You know, there's things to be done. And although there were things to be done, at that moment, the most important thing was to sit at Jesus's feet and to receive. And, you know, and Jesus told, you know, rebuked Martha for that. You know, like you're worried about many things, but like Mary has chosen the best thing, the most important thing, the main course she is feasting on. So although there are a lot of good things that we can do and give our time to and get involved in, if we lose sight of the main thing, then we've lost sight of eternity.
0: You know, it's interesting, Laura, I'm listening as you're saying, and you said it two or three times, you know, there's good things that we do, but may not be God things, but I don't know. I just kind of saw that in a different light just now and said, are they really good things? Mm.
1: I, I guess they have an appearance of, uh, of being good. You know, I get, you know, and it's interesting because mm. I guess it's what I, what is our definition of good. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've said before, like, you know, you've shared from the pulpit, <coughs> like the church is, is worldly. We're consumed <laughs> with worldliness. And I told Darren, I said, I think you need to kind of offer a definition because there's probably a lot of people out there going, well, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't. Cuss. I don't cuss. I don't go with you the know, girls. You do. You know. I. I. I try to be kind to people so they think that they're not enveloped and wrapped up in that worldliness. But man, that definition of worldliness. I mean, it's. It's. Pretty big. You're subscribing to the world system. We need to you,
0: talk about that in the next. podcast. Maybe we need to do that. Yeah, you, so good. Yeah. 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 So you're, like, you're you're speaking to my heart. So right So going
1: back then to the good things, it's like, what is that definition of good things? Because if it's drawing you away from the God things, it's not good. Then it's then it's actually not, not good. good. It's actually evil. Yeah. It ha. may it may look good, but if it's drawing you and pulling you Gosh. and moving you away from god the god thing then it's not good
0: oh my goodness where's which, my microphone which Drop it. man
1: it's like then you have to reevaluate and reassess everything you know what i'm involved in what i'm allowing my children to be involved in what's consuming my time what's consuming my thoughts
0: mm. i was uh <laughs> sharing minister in the other uh this past sunday and i I just was thinking about the mandates of the church and I only got to be able to preach one and a half of them, but evangelism, um, discipleship, making disciples, prayer, and I forgot the other two, but I looked at those things in those scriptures, specifically like evangelism and prayer, and I said to myself, in my own heart, I was having this discussion with myself, and I said... It's obviously apparent, Laura, that we're not as churches. Now, I'm making a blanket statement, but I think it, it, it's true uh, and factual, and you can look at it across the board and judge, judge it so. But as a church or as, as the church world as a whole, we're not evangelizing. Individually, we're not individually evangelizing. One of the number one, if not the number and one why mandates is that? of the church. We're not praying.
1: We're Why not praying, <laughs> and
0: we've made church, what the Lord's been showing me for years, we've made church a Sunday-only thing. Yeah, it's, and then, it's a
1: side issue. It's a side
0: issue. So now we have the building of the church, prayer, the power plan of the church, and evangelism, the actual commission of the church. And if you look across the board at the average Christian in the world, America and throughout the world, you may find uh, that most Christians, if not all, are not even remotely fulfilling those mandates. So I got to ask myself this. How could I have time to dedicate to natural, what we call so-called good things, worldly things? How could I ever not be a part of a local strong church, which is God's plan? How could I not have a daily... Or regular regimen, multiple times throughout the day of prayer to connect yeah. with the Father. How could I not be in 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 at least concerned about my personal evangelism, like you just described and shared? That you are deeply concerned about family members, loved ones, friends, you know, uh, people that you may know. You're concerned if they are saved or not. Yeah. How could any Christian not have that mentality and be okay with it? No, folks, it came out of me on Sunday as I ministered to the church here. It's not okay. It's not okay, and we we have not even started to scratch the surface of what our purpose here is in the earth. But we don't have time. It's not okay for us to live and engage in the world, Laura. And man, I'm telling you, we're going to jump into this on the next podcast. And we need to look at what is what is worldliness. Yeah. I have some some notes that we can look at for yeah. that. What is worldliness? And the Lord actually gave me a super simple strategy uh this past week on how do we actually exit the world. Yeah. How do we exit the world and actually fulfill I have a prophecy that I can refer to when we talk about the exiting from the world system. But, you know, this is our time. And in light of the the, the season that we're in, the age that we're in, in light of the fact that jesus is coming back very 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 soon we've got to be about the father's business so man i hope you'll stick with us on some of these um uh, you know maybe we'll at least get another couple out of this you think you think we can do it for sure i'll just let you preach the whole time you're powerful but hey listen we love you we're praying for you and we're believing that as you follow the lord that for sure the best in your life is still yet to come because we're stepping into our most powerful days in the church, uh, in the, in the earth right now. So we love you. We'll see you real soon. God bless.